Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Well, so Sabrina couldn't join us uh, this this uh, week. As, as you guys all know, she is moving this week. So instead, for a special treat, I've decided to bring on my very own daughter, Juniper. Hi, Juniper. Hello. See, so here she is. So we are actually going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 today. This will be a spoiler-filled discussion. Uh, you know, we'll be as a little light as we possibly can, but do expect uh, to talk about the in-depth details about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So this is your moment to bail out if you have not seen the movie yet. I know it just came out a week ago, so it's very fresh. Um, but you were, if you were not one of the, you know, whatever thousands of people that saw it, it's, it's currently hitting over $300 million dollars. Uh, now is the time to bail. But before you do, subscribe. So you can come back and uh, listen to all of our uh, episodes. We have brand new episodes every Thursday and uh, Sunday. If you're listening on YouTube, um, we have brand new episodes every Thursday where we talk about kind of what we're watching and what's new and late and great. Um, And for this month, you'll be hanging out with Juniper and I as we talk about a few things we've been watching and talking about this month, starting with Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume, volume three. 3. There we go. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to kick it right off. So first things first, this is obviously the last time we're going to see the Guardians, uh, this group of Guardians of the Galaxy. Jennifer, what do you think about the fact that we're not going to see them all together again as this team? I'm very upset. I liked the movie franchise with all of them together. It was pretty good, right? So who like who was your favorite interactions between characters? Like, Which two characters did you like to see interact? I kind of liked the um, Gamora that they brought from the past interact with like Groot. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, if you guys remember from the movie, there was there's a really great experience where Gamora is struggling the entire movie to understand mm-hmm. Groot because she's just like, no, you guys are just making up words and and everything. And then in the very end, what she, happens? She ends up learning what he's saying by kind of the pattern of I think how it sounds like he's saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just like an understanding of of the language of it. So for mm-hmm. you Star Trek nerds, this reminded me of that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where it's uh, Darmok uh, at Tanagra. See, my child is cringing, but I just watched that episode again last night. 
And that's what it's like. He you know, he speaks in metaphor, and I feel like that's a little bit of what Groot, you know, he speaks in tone, and that's what people, mm-hmm. how they understand him. But the big thing about it is that we as an audience actually understood Groot. What did he say? Do you remember? No. Uh, so at some point, Groot actually speaks full English, and instead of saying, we are Groot, he says, I love you guys. Uh, oh, and, yeah. and it was a really great moment, yeah. right? And so James Gunn actually went on record to say that that was that was the audience now being able to understand Groot because we have spent three movies with him. So we kind of went on that same journey just like Gamora did. It was really wow. cute, right? Yeah, that's really cute. And it's another way that James Gunn is going to tear at my heart because he is just really good at that. Uh, yeah, so so Guardians of the Galaxy 3, again, last of this series of, of uh, this team. So the movie kicks off right off the bat. I mean, the first thing's first, you know, and it's very clear this movie is about Rocket, this whole movie, right? Yeah. You know, so like Rocket is was kind of the driving emotional force throughout this movie. But if you see it in the three picture, like it makes you really feel like the first two movies are very Peter-centric. You know, yeah. they're very focused on Star-Lord. Um, but then once you get to the third one, you realize, like, you watched Rocket grow as a person throughout that. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the first Gardens of the Galaxy movie, he's not a very nice guy. He is him. He's kind of a jerk. He is kind of a jerk, you know? And then in Guardians 2, it kind of ramps up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Peter and him have that sort of argument where he's like, hey, you're just going to be a jerk to everybody? And, you know, uh, Rocket is just sort of like, ah, screw you and your dad, you know? Yeah. It's very, it's a shame. But then in the third one, Rocket's life is threatened. We spend the majority of the movie with Rocket, you know, uh, kind of uh, having his life flash before his eyes. And we get to meet his girlfriend, Lila. I don't really think we should put labels on it. Oh, okay. We don't put labels on them (laughs) so early. Uh, but it's clear they were friends. They were very good yeah. friends. Yes. So Lila was uh, another one of the experiments. And we learn who actually experimented on uh, Rocket, which is the high evolutionary. Now, I found it very interesting, and I know you're not too familiar with Kang yet, um, but I found it very interesting that there was uh, some parallels between the high evolutionary and Kang. And the higher evolutionary is dressed in purple, has the the gravity powers, and Kang, dressed in purple and green, has the gravity powers. It kind of seems like they were very similar. I'm sure that was just coincidence. It's probably that way in the comics as well. Um, but I found that very interesting. Uh, but I'm glad that we kind of got through the high evolutionary uh, pretty quickly. And it's just kind of a one and done in this movie mm-hmm. as a monster of the week, sort of. Yeah. Right, as you yeah. like to call it. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, so Rocket is is kind of flashing back in his life, and we see Rocket's story of how he was experimented on. Like, how did that feel? Um, it made me feel like pretty sad and like upset because like no one deserves that, really. Yeah, and especially a tiny little animal I like know. that, little baby Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon. And he is a raccoon. And that was the big thing in the end of the movie. Yeah. So we know that Rocket has always said, you know, the, one of the very first things he says to Peter is ain't no thing uh, uh, like me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm me, ain't no thing like me or something like that, implying because yeah. he calls him a raccoon. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not a raccoon. Uh, and but in the very end of the movie, what does Rocket say? Um, he says something like, I 
Rocket the raccoon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He identifies. He now identifies as a raccoon as he mm-hmm. as he actually is. Yeah. Um. Very very cute. I. What was some of the most like heartbreaking moments for you? Um. In the scene where Rocket's kind of like dead. Yeah. And he tries to like join his friends in like the dead world, kind of, and. Um, they take it as like flying in the sky and he's like, can I fly with you? And Lila says, yes, then holds him back before he like walks past her, but says, but not yet. Ugh. And that's when he comes back to life <laughs> yeah. and Peter gets him and then, uh, my heart, it, it was ripped. It was ripped apart in that. Mm, yeah. I think we both lost it in the movie, in yeah. the theater to that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, real there was a lot of great moments like that. You know, we had a great moment with Drax, uh, you know, where everyone is kind of like dumping on Drax and saying he's stupid and useless and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it was a very, you know, it was a very sad scene. It was a very frustrating yeah. scene to have all your friends kind of gang up on you mm-hmm. and tell you you're stupid and stuff like that. And what we learn, you know, there's this language barrier between these kids they're trying to rescue. And what we learn is Drax actually knows the language, yeah. but nobody had, he, you know, nobody had asked them and like it came down they were like we don't know how to communicate to these kids like they need to get to safety but we don't know how to do it and then Drax communicates and they're like why didn't you say anything and he's like why didn't you ask yeah and I thought that was a very interesting thing and I do feel bad for Drax you know especially Mm -hmm. for you know he has been the brunt of the jokes for the majority of the movies yeah but I also think it was kind of funny because in the situation they were like you know the language and he's just like yeah, why didn't you ask? <laughs> it was a funny scene. And, you know, Drax, Drax, you know, because we know that Drax's story is his wife and daughter were killed by Ronan um, mm-hmm. at the order of Thanos. And, you know, that was his tragic story. And we know that he loved his uh, wife and daughter very much. Mm-hmm. But we never got any flashbacks to see Drax as a dad. Mm-hmm. So we only, you know, we only know Drax as as we see him in the movies, you know, where he's very literal. You know, he's he's warrior minded. He's kind mm-hmm. of a goofball, um, you know, a little bit of a space cadet. Uh, but then, you know, when we actually see him with the kids, we see that he really is a good dad. He really is. Yeah, he he did a really good job of like calming the kids when they were, you know, everything was going crazy. You know, he did a really great job of corralling them. And then the end of the movie, we see that he's the one taking care of the kids. And I think that was a really great ending for Drax. It really was. What else? How else do you think Drax's ending could have gone? What else do you think he could have he should have had or needed? I feel like what he really needed was a little bit more into like a deep dive of his backstory, maybe like more flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, I would love to have seen Drax with his wife and child. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, I completely agree with that. Um, And then, you know, of course we talked about Gamora. Gamora is not the same Gamora that we Mm -hmm. love and know. Gamora is pre all of the Guardians. This This is Gamora when she was still hunting Infinity Stones for Thanos. So she's a little rough around the edges. She's still kind of, you know, this this tyrant of a person. And it was very interesting to see the real, the Gamora that we knew kind of come out throughout this movie. How did you feel about Gamora in this sense? Like, how did she feel in this movie? Um, 
She kind of reminded me on how she kind of acted and felt like in the first movie when we first started to get to know her. Yeah, I mean, she is a little rough around the edges in that first movie. Mm -hmm. You know, she's she's attacking Peter, you know, trying mm -hmm. to get the Infinity Stone from him. Um, you know, she's still kind of yelling at them and everything and, and uh, you know, being, being the daughter of Thanos because yeah. that's who she is. Speaking of the daughter of Thanos, Nebula. Nebula, I think, is is a very underrated character in the Guardian series. You know, as much as like this was the big one about Rocket, I think Nebula has a really great journey throughout the three um, Guardians movies and, you know, Endgame. And I think it was really interesting to see that. Like, how did you feel about Nebula this time around? I really liked how she kind of built up character. And at the end, we kind of saw her being more kind and stuff like at the end scene we kind of saw her like i think dancing yeah she does end up dancing in yeah. that that last scene and yeah. that's something i would never think she would do no i mean in that that big scene too we also see drax dance um mm -hmm. which is also important because drax says earlier in the movie and he says it uh in in a previous movie that you know people warriors there's there's warriors and there's dancers He's a warrior. Mm -hmm. Gamora is a warrior. Um, you know, Peter is a dancer. And he kind of like, it's the implication of like, there's fighters and people who are not cut out to be a fighter. Mm -hmm. um, but then in the end of the movie, everybody dances. And I think that was a really great mm -hmm. closeout to that that feeling of like, you know, you're a warrior. They're warriors because they had to. Drax was a mm -hmm. warrior because he had to be, because he was on a mission of revenge. He got caught up in this. But now that like everything is settled and the team has kind of resolved everything, Drax got to be, he just got to be a person, be a dad. Mm -hmm. And that's where he goes back to dancing. And we see that big yeah. number in the end of him dancing. And of course, Groot. I love when mm -hmm. every time Groot dances, no matter yeah. how big he is, I enjoyed Groot dancing. Or, or little. Or little. or little. We do love a baby Groot. You know, and so there's another thing about this that's really important to note is that, uh, especially for Groot, is mm -hmm. that the Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 is dead. That is the Groot that we know right now in mm -hmm. Guardians 2 and in Guardians 3 and Endgame and Infinity War. That is not the same Groot we met mm -hmm. in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. It's, this is a fact that people often forget that this is a different Groot than that one, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. The Groots are a whole, it's a whole tree of people. Yeah. I know there's like a real comic book name for them, but I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. I think at this point, it's like Yodas, like, you know, yeah. in Star Wars, it's just, they're all Yodas. Yeah. So they're all Groots, whether or not that's what their actual mm -hmm. uh, species tag is. Mm -hmm. That's what you get. You just end up being called Groot. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of your other favorite parts of the movie? Um, I... Can't really remember most of the movie. What? I just I just know the parts that made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. That one scene. Yeah. I mean, so uh so that's the other big thing about this movie that I found was very interesting is that the trailers made you feel like everyone was going to die. Yeah. Like there was not a single like every time I watched a trailer, I was like Maybe Pete dies. Maybe Nebula dies. Maybe Groot dies again. Like, I just could not figure out who it was that was going to die. And the big surprise, again, spoilers, nobody died. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Who did you think was going to die going into it? Um, I really thought, you know, Peter was going to die. Because of that scene where we see yeah. him being carried out, you think he's going to die. But in fact, he was just drunk. Yeah. Um, But also kind of towards the end. Yeah. When um they um saved all the experiments on the ship. Yeah. Or was going to be experimented on the ship. He couldn't make it out in time, so he kind of jumped out into space. Yep. And starts freezing, yeah. very similar to Yondu in uh, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, who uh, Yondu has a small cameo in this movie in a little bit of like a force ghost flashback type deal. Hmm. And he starts like freezing and swelling up. But then I think it was like the kind of like golden person. Adam the, Warlock. Yeah, Adam Adam Warlock. Who comes and rescues him. Yeah, he like rescues him. Then um, kind of brings him onto the ship, and he's lying there. They get um the packs that you like put on someone. They like shock them. The little heel of, packs. Yeah, the heel yeah. packs. And um, he starts to like thaw out. Um, is still good. kind of bloated. He's still kind of bloated, but mm-hmm. then he does end up surviving. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Warlock was another interesting character, and this is probably my only criticism for this movie: mm-hmm. is that as much as I loved Adam Warlock's character, I loved the idea that he was like a—he's basically like a newborn, like he doesn't mm-hmm. understand life. Um, and, you know, and he was created by—I uh, forgot what the, their names are—but the Golden People yeah. from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And, you know, he, with the help of the high, high evolutionary, by the mm-hmm. way, um, and he kind of shows up a couple times throughout the movie and he's actually yeah. responsible for why Rocket is almost dying, mm-hmm. um, because he shoots Rocket with his, with his laser blast powers. Mm-hmm. But my biggest criticism about this is that I feel like Adam Warlock didn't like he almost didn't matter the whole movie. Yeah. So that was like my only thing is like, if you removed Adam Warlock from the movie and just like made it rocket was shot by the high evolutionary people coming to get rocket, the movie still would have continued on exactly as it does. The Mm -hmm. only thing that he did was he shot rocket in the beginning. He saves Peter in the end and he kind of mucks things up in the middle, but like he didn't, he didn't really matter. Like his his story yeah. did not have a lot of weight and it just felt mm-hmm. like a way to shoehorn him in because as we learned in one of the post-credit scenes, Adam Warlock is now part of the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, which is Rocket, Groot, Kraglin, Cosmo, one of the little girls that gets rescued. I'm sure she was mm-hmm. uh, common in the, in the comic think, books, but I don't remember her name. Um, and uh, Adam Warlock. I think she was the little girl that um, Drax talked to. Yeah, she was like the one that he spoke to the most. Yeah. yeah but I, she she probably is from the comics, and I just mm-hmm. don't know what her comic book name yeah. is. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people. Hey, if you know what her comic book name is, tweet it at us at NightShiftMG or hit us up on Instagram or go to NightShiftRadio.com and fill out a contact form, which seems like a lot just to tell me who a character was. But do it anyways uh, and let us know who was the little girl? Who is she supposed to be? I want to look it up. I'll look it up after, but I want you to tell me anyways. Um, The thing that I kind of loved about Adam Warlock is that he made no sense the whole movie. He um true, true. took care of this like little pet thing that he got after like him and like the golden people killed this one person. And it was kind of just like being just like how a dog is. And he's just like, I'll train it not to do that. 
the whole time. It was very cute. I I liked his like his like innocence throughout mm-hmm. the film. I did I liked the character of Adam Warlock, but I still feel like he wasn't entirely necessary for the plot. Um mm-hmm. he just was sort of there and he was yeah. cool. You know, Will Poulter, who plays Adam Warlock, did an amazing job. You know, he looked awesome. Mm-hmm. He played the role very awesome. I really hope we get to see him more um, in future things, whatever that may be, multiverse mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. Um, but Power Cosmic, we're going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. We can do that one day. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Power Cosmic. Um, but uh, again, he just sort of didn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. That was my only thing. But it's even that is like that criticism is such a small criticism mm-hmm. uh, of the whole film that it's kind of like, yeah, he didn't matter, but I wasn't mad that he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think now after having watched Gardens of the Galaxy 3, the Guardians films are now my favorite trilogy in all of MCU. I think so. Used to be the Iron Man movies, yeah. or maybe the Captain America movies, but yeah. Iron Man really for me. Now for me, it is it is Guardians. I think that's my favorite trilogy. What about you? Uh, mine has always been the Guardians of the Galaxy because that's like the only ones I've ever actually watched. <laughs> True believer at its best, Excelsior via Stanley. Uh, yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is uh, as of time we're recording this still in the theaters, racing up those charts. Um, so thanks a lot for joining us on this episode and hearing us kind of chat about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Next episode, I think we're going to talk about the Owl House. Yeah. So that uh, that series just finished up just last month. Um, and we're going to, you know, Juniper is going to give us her her story of mm-hmm. how she liked the Owl House, the whole thing, and kind of lay it on us, mm-hmm. um, which I watched along with her. So I'll have a little bit to say, but not as much as she'll have to say. It's going to be great. So, hey, thanks a lot for watching, everyone, and listening. We super appreciate it. Again, hit Mm -hmm. that subscribe button so you have brand new episodes. We got a brand new episode coming out this Sunday where we're uh, reviewing the movie Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. That'll be back to me and Sabrina Mm -hmm. um, reviewing that episode. So definitely check that out on our Chill Vibes Apocalypse Month. So there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.